Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Dane Ty joins me in studio. Good morning today. Good morning, Alan. Dane, look, just a quick comment. I just read out that comment there. Has the somebody within the motor trade, have they got a point, do you think? Uh, very much so. As a society, as a country, if we want to maintain credibility amongst drive amongst drivers, driver testings, and the whole wider industry, we have to have qualified staff doing their job properly. I would rather wait an extra six weeks or six days or whatever for an NCT to know it was carried out by proper staff, properly qualified staff, rather than having somebody who's not fully qualified come in, because that has a wider impact on road safety. And connected to that, Alan, if I could make a point, that the RSA have recently offered learner drivers a three-month extension on the NCTs because of this very issue, uh, long waiting lists at various NCT centres around the country. So now the situation is if your NCT is out of date by no more than three months, the RSA will allow the learner driver to do a driving test um, as normal. Um, as long as you can prove that you have an NCT test booked, and that could be a text message from the NCT or an email or a letter of some sort. So I think as driving instructors, we certainly appreciate that flexibility that has been offered by the RSA for learner drivers. So that's clarity from your point of view, and I, I will follow up on that mechanic, uh, his uh, points there, and see can we get a reaction about that, particularly the element of us that's gone to the Labour Court. So we will follow up on this. Look, Dane, a few weeks ago we heard about the long waiting times for driving tests. So what's the latest? Uh, and is this backlog thanks to the pandemic, or what's it down to? It's a bit of a hangover from the pandemic, yes. Nationally, I'm told that the uh, waiting list for driving tests is 15 weeks nationally. Now that will be a little bit higher at busy test centres like NACE, Galway, Cork and a lot of the Dublin centres because they would have a younger population in their catchment area like university towns, university cities and all that. Whereas somewhere like Wexford for example and Gorey probably hasn't got as high a waiting list as 15 weeks. I'm told it's from talking to the few learners that I would deal with at the moment I would be thinking that it's around about the 12, maybe 13 weeks mark. It does vary from centre to centre and um, anybody that is concerned about that, they must know that these days, uh, it's not like it was years ago where you could ring up the test centre or sorry, ring up the RSA and request a cancellation. Everything now has to be managed through the My Road Safety online portal, which is a one size fits all, very good, very interactive website slash portal by the RSA. Do you still have to wear masks during the lessons and tests? I don't actually wear masks during the lessons because, to be brutally honest, I just got I just got sick of wearing them. I would still um, follow hand hygiene and all that kind of stuff and have the windows open. But the tests, in relation to driving tests, it is strongly recommended that candidates use um, wear masks. Yes, so yeah. they're they're told that from the off and. It's, that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future as well as hand washing protocols and the testers will insist on having the window down at least three and a half inches just for ventilation purposes during the test. All very important information and thank you for sharing this with us. You have two YouTube channels now. What, what's all this about? That's this? right. I used to be a full-time driving instructor and I gradually stepped away from that so I basically make free driving lesson videos online so that, driving, so that learner drivers can achieve their goals by simply watching my driving lesson videos. They can just search the entire on YouTube or Driving Test Ireland and I'll come up. And I just did that as a way of sharing information and reaching a wider audience. And what sort of reaction have you gotten from your fellow driving instructors because you've done this? Oh, very good, yes. I was only talking to an instructor up in the test centre there this morning and she was complimenting me and just saying it's so great having those uh, videos because with the waiting list, you mentioned the waiting list for, for tests, 
but the waiting list for driving lessons can be a little bit high as well. So right. having the driving lesson videos, it just acts as another avenue for learner drivers to access information on how to be a better driver yeah. and ultimately how to pass So tests. it doesn't replace actually getting behind the wheel, it just enhances no. it. Exactly, yeah. Andy, and yeah. I'd never say to people that they, that this is a substitute for it because you still have to get your EDT, of course. essential driver training, you still have to get your 12 lessons. You're always better off getting practical driving lessons from a qualified driving instructor that can go through the local routes and do yeah. junctions with people. But it's, it's certainly a, a, a nice extra for learners to access to help them become better. The pass rates nowadays, Dane, I, I remember a few years back it was quite hard to pass a test in Wexford. Indeed. Um, our pass rates were quite low. What's it like now? When I first started this job in 2008, the pass rate in Wexford Town was around about 45%. I'm happy to say that now it's 10% higher, around 54, 55%. And similarly in Gorey, it's it's around 53%. So you have to think of it in, in the round. Since I started in 2008, there has been a number of changes to the whole driving test system. Mm. So there's the essential driver training, which is 12 lessons. There is, and there's been a big emphasis on that, and that has, has brought standards up. There's also been a kind of an unofficial emphasis on making driving examiners a little bit more amenable and a little bit more friendly, because yeah. I've noticed since I started out, driving examiners have become quite, more, I would say, more personable, and they certainly make a better effort nowadays to make the learner driver feel more relaxed. And when a learner driver is more relaxed, they're going to drive in a better way, which which assists everyone because the driving testers are getting a more realistic assessment of the yep. driver and it just makes for a better atmosphere. The problem is there aren't enough of them around, isn't there, really, when you think of it? Yes, uh, both instructors and testers, Alan, yeah. Uh, the RSA are going through, through a recruitment drive at the moment, um, the, the month just gone the month of October, to right. recruit more testers throughout the country. And driving instructors are, like 99% of them are, are self-employed, so there's about 2,100 driving instructors around the country, so they kind of deal with what they can based yeah. on the demand that's there but there is a certain big demand for both at the moment yeah I'm getting phenomenal amount of messages coming in about NCTs but you're not here really to, you've, you've given your view on the NCT and I, and I will follow up on that tomorrow on the programme you're basically here to talk about the whole area of driving so is there a new way now that learner drivers uh, need to apply for a driving test well it's new insofar as in the last three or four years the way that learners apply for the driving test now is through the My Road Safety online portal that's basically which you've uh, mentioned earlier on yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a really interactive, user-friendly website. It's kind of similar to the MyGov websites, and it means that everything to do with your driving test is managed through yeah. the My Road Safety Portal. You can't ring up the RSA anymore and request a cancellation because it's all done through that portal. So if you want to change your date or your test centre or anything like that, or take a box for an interpreter or whatever, you have to do it on the My Road Safety Portal. Now, having said that, if you do require an urgent test, and by that there's a narrow category of people, for example, doctors, nurses who work in the HSE, private hospitals or emergency services, they, they have the ability to request an emergency test by downloading a form on, on the RSA. Well, that's portal. vital, isn't it? That's absolutely yeah. vital. Look, uh, can, can you tell me about uh, other drivers being aware of learner drivers uh, and why it is so important? Because it's not always you could be trying to get somewhere quite quickly. And you may not be courteous towards the learner driver. So Indeed. you want to get that point. Like where I'm living at the moment, it's driver test central. I won't say where I'm living, but basically a lot of the lessons, every day I come into our estate, there's some cars turning around there. And look, you accept it. But at times maybe people don't accept things like that. So what advice do you give? Yeah, well, for the most part, I find people and other drivers 
very respectful on the road. They, in general, they give distance. They don't tailgate and all that kind of stuff. But what I, I would love, I would love fully qualified drivers out there to be aware of uh, a learner driver who is doing a lesson or a test. So if you have a learner driver in front of you and yeah. they're doing a junction, just be be aware that that to give them the space and to give them the time to finish their junction. I'll give you an example of one thing that slightly wrecks my head though as a driving instructor. A few weeks ago, perfectly illustrated this, I was giving a lesson to a girl and we were going to do traffic lights. So I was explaining about how the traffic lights work. Yeah. When it goes green, you roll up into the middle and you give way to oncoming cars who have the right of way. So we were at the junction anyway. I had successfully explained all this and here we are at the junction up near John's Road here and we were about to roll up into the middle of the junction so we were going to get a practical demo of how this rule works but unfortunately the driver opposite me decided that instead of going straight when he had the right of way to go straight he decided to stay back and he flashed the learner to go then. Now this can inadvertently encourage indecisiveness and it can bring stress upon a learner because they, they kind of don't really know what to do then. Yeah. They know because I've told them that the other guy should go but then um, they're kind of in a bit of a pickle because they're yeah. in a tricky situation. Anyway, eventually he was holding back and she decided to go anyway. I was trying to let her just do it because I, I, I always try and let the learners just do what they want, do what they're supposed to do and, yeah. and talk about it later. But unfortunately, she, she kind of rushed across then and she didn't see the cyclist that was undertaking the oh. other car and I had to shout stop then and press my dual control brake. So what I'm saying is if the other driver had it just went straight when he had the right of way, it would have allowed me to yeah. demonstrate that practical situation in a better and in a more realistic way. I acknowledge that he was probably trying to be friendly and trying to be courteous, but in the end, it kind of caused more problems than it solved. Yeah, okay. Look, uh, my grandson failed his test on the 9th of October. Can't do a retest till March 23rd. Can this be appealed? He's unemployed and can't apply for a lot of jobs. Well, it's very hard to appeal that, but I will say something that if you are, if you encourage your grandson, I think it was, to change their test centre and then change it back to the test centre they want, they might be able to kind of jump the queue that way because I, I'm not sure whether it's a it's a flaw in the system, yeah. but I have heard of other people saying that when they change test centres, the software algorithm seems to kind of refresh or something and you may be able to right. unofficially skip. But I, I'm saying that unofficially now. I've just heard it from... I, ha- I have to wrap up. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Dane. My pleasure. YouTube Alan. channel, point them towards it. Where can they get it? Just go on to YouTube and you can search my name, Dane, Dane Ty, Driving Instructor, okay. and I should be coming up there and there's loads of free driving okay. lesson videos there for them. Final question. What is the thing that wrecks your head most when you're teaching people to drive? The, the, honestly, the thing that wrecks my head most is when other drivers misinterpret the L plates and I'm just kind of linking back into the conversation we had a lot of people think L plates are there just for the learners so that maybe you feel sorry for them or whatever like that and it is as a mark of respect but be aware if you see a car and there's a learner driver in the driver's seat and an adult in the passenger seat be aware that they could be doing something important on a junction like a, like a complicated turning yeah. right at traffic light junction so just be aware of that and if you have the right of way just go for it because taking your own right of way will allow a proper and practical demonstration of the junction to be done by the we, we'll get you back soon we might even we haven't be, we haven't been out in the car for a while we might even do that okay that'll be great Alan anytime Southeast Radio's Morning Mix Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.